Welcome to the Mujeron Podcast, a place for the modern Latina who is ready to get out of her own way and build the life she wants. I'm Sonia Alejandra, your host and the founder of Mujeron Movement, y juntas we'll explore the topics of self-development, entrepreneurship, community, and everything in between that empowers us on our journey to becoming the Mujeron of our dreams. Vamos a lograrlo juntas. Hola amiga, on today's episode, we are discussing three lessons we've learned in business with my client amiga and mujeron, Melissa Medina. Melissa is a New York career paralegal who started her own legal service business, Affordable Legal, in 2018. After falling in love with entrepreneurship and the ability to help Latinos connect with and support other Latino-owned businesses, she founded Conexiones Latina in 2022, which she plans to take nationwide. Her passion and purpose are not only in growing into her best self, but also to inspire confidence and success in all Latinos. I am super excited for this conversation because I have experienced and seen Melissa's growth in the last three months. It has truly been inspiring to support her and help her on her journey to bring Conexiones Latina to life. Uh, she is someone that I really am inspired by her perseverance, and she's also going to be chatting in this episode a little bit more about what working with me is like and what being inside my signature group coaching program, Mujeron University, was like for her. I also wanted to remind you that we do have a free masterclass coming up on May 18th at 7.30 p.m. Central, the five key steps to build your dream life. So if you are currently looking for support in how to get to that next level in business or in life, this masterclass is for you. I want to personally invite you. Make sure you check out the link on the show notes, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Amigas, welcome back to the podcast. I am Sonia Alejandra Saunders, your host and founder of Mujeron Movement. And today's episode is going to be all about entrepreneurship, the journey, the good, the bad, the everything. <laughs> My guest is a very special amiga and Mujeron. It is Melissa Medina. Thank you so much, Melissa, for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. This is my very first podcast. So I'm very honored and excited to be on yes. the Mujeron podcast. I'm so, so excited to have you on here. I was telling you off like our recording here that there are so many conversations that I can think back that you and I have had that are just so full of wisdom, good you know, advice and just like such raw conversations that you and I have had that I knew I needed to get you on here. Uh, you and I just finished working together for the last yes. about 12, 13 months. And I am just so excited to also share all of the transformations and everything that came with being inside Mujeron University and private one-on-one -on -one coaching. So there's so much to share, but I want to start with just giving us a little bit more about yourself, 
where you're from, what you're working on. I already kind of gave an explanation about your bio, but I want to, I, I always like to ask the the guests to tell us a little bit more because I know there's so much more to your story. So I really yeah. want to get into that part. Well, I am a Puerto Rican born in New York, and I've been living in the Valley for about 19 years now. And I decided um, to move forward with entrepreneurship full time in 2020. Um, And it was then where, you know, everything seemed uncertain. um, And I decided to take the leap into entrepreneurship. Um, And I haven't looked back since. and, you know, at the same time, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, um, and just trying, you know, to contribute back to the Latino community. Yes. And I love your story because, you know, one of the things that you and I have talked a lot about was, you know, identifying as like first gen. And I feel like your story is a little different. You're from Puerto Rico, where there's a lot of, you know, different, different things that as uh, a Puerto Rican, first gen, like you have experienced. Would you mind sharing a little bit more about your story with, you know, how you grew up and how that has really shaped building your empire? Yeah, so I always find it super duper interesting to have conversations with Mexicanas like you and other people, maybe from South America and stuff, because have being um even in the Caribbean, you know, being from Puerto Rico, we have a little bit of a different kind of dynamic. Um, so I was born in New York, um, and my parents were born in New York. Um, their parents were born on the island. So my parents were very much Americanized already. Um, so I didn't go to the island until I was nine. Um, and I lived there with my grandparents. So I had a different kind of appreciation. Um, when I got there, I went, moved from New York, you know, big city, everything moved to a really, really small coastal town in Puerto Rico. We are actually one of the smallest island in the Caribbean. So everything was completely different, was total culture shock. Um, so, you know, now that I'm older, um, I really appreciate having had that experience, but my love for my culture came a little bit differently. Um, And even today, like the way we think about being an American and stuff like that is a little different than a lot of Latinas that I encounter. So just thinking about, you know, what we give and, and, you know, just holding on, I guess for us who are born citizens, um, a lot of us is holding on to our culture, <laughs> um, um, trying to keep it or get it back instead of like assimilate, I guess, um, the opposite way. So yeah, that's definitely influenced how I approach my empathy and my love for my country and what, you know, how I, I conduct myself. Yeah, I love sharing that part because I feel like a lot of times we're, when we think about Latinidad and we think about like, you know, being daughters of immigrants um, first generation, we always think about like the the way uh, a lot of Latin American, you know, immigrants of seeing this country as everything and like the big opportunity that we get. And I felt like it was so interesting to learn your perspective as Puerto Rican and then obviously with like Bad Bunny and all of the movements that are coming about mm-hmm. slowly learning more about you know, Puerto Rico, I feel like it's important to know that 
Latinidad has many different ways and uh, we all kind of connect with, you know, our roots and where we're from differently. So I really wanted to share that. But thank you so much for sharing your story. I want to now get into the more business side of things. So tell me a little bit more about your entrepreneurial journey when it started, um, what inspired it? And um, we'll get into like the tips that we have for all our listeners. Okay, cool. Yes. So I um, started my affordable legal, I want to say like 2018. I'm a career paralegal. So I've been, I've only wanted to do legal. Um, That's like was my dream job. If you asked me then I was going to live a high rise in Manhattan and I was going to be a judge and I wasn't going to have any kids and I was never going to get married and I was going to be, you know, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Right. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Latina version, of course. Um, but um, I always loved uh, law. And then I started as a, a legal secretary. Um, and I primarily did criminal. And, and that gave me a lot of purpose, um, helping people and doing stuff like that. And I've done that for a long time. And then um, early, I want to say maybe 2015, 2016, um, I started doing some personal injury. Um, and then that gave me a lot more client interaction in the criminal world. Um, there's not much that I, you know, we did help. There was a lot that I do. You're very much in a support space. Well, personal injury, um, it's a little different. You're more in a hands-on with, there's a bulk of the work is done by the paralegals and the legal secretaries and in that pace. And I really just fell in love with just having all this, um, interaction with clients and customer service and all that great stuff. So um, I started uh, Portable Legal because I was getting a lot of people asking me, hey, can you help me with this? Hey, can you help me with that? And so I looked into it and found out, oh, yeah, I can actually, you know, get certified and do that. And this will be my side hustles. You know, we were in the side hustle era where when people started to normalize, at least people of color started to um, uh, normalize more than one stream of income. So then everybody was like, you know, getting into hobbies or having a side gig. And then I had that. And then in 2020, uh, the lawyer that I worked for for like 10 years had uh, let me know that he was looking on downsizing. Now I had been with him for 10 years. His original paralegal had been with him for over 20 years. So it was very clear when he meant downsizing, it meant that I, I would need to seek employment elsewhere. And I did, I did, I didn't even know if I could at that point. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? I kept, you know, I was still working on my side hustle. I started, I did a photo shoot. I got Instagram and I was getting, you know, some traction. And then I went to work for another firm and they were amazing. Um, But then I started to see that, um, you know, having a nine to five and running a a side gig is not easy, especially when you're a wife and a mom. And then, um, you know, I was getting traction and I was getting people calling me and I, you know, I sat down with my husband and I was like, you know, I, I feel like maybe I could do this. What do you think? And he was like, you know what? You've done everything you've ever said you wanted to do. Go ahead. Let's see how it works. And, um, I did it and I pitched my, my first 
a client where the attorneys, law firms that I worked for, I sat down with them. I let them know. I gave them a two month notice because I wasn't leaving because I didn't like it there. I was leaving because I wanted to do something else. And I pitched them just to see if I could do the pitch, honestly, I, I did not expect for them to say yes. Um, you know, I was like committed, just proud of myself for getting there. And then they wished me luck and they accepted my proposal. So I immediately left. Um, and then, uh, and the, a year later I, you know, was able to get an office and, you know, here we are. I have now launched, um, in the process of launching my second business. Wow, that's amazing. I love hearing your story and just like the the journey, right? Because I know there's there might be a lot of you listening today that have your side hustle and maybe it's not your goal to make your full-time and maybe it is, right? But I think stories like Melissa's are important to see that sometimes when we are in these times of uncertainty like when we're let go of a job or something happens where we need more flexibility with our time having that side hustle is also like the 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 option right and i love that you went all in with that and shout out to the husbands because they truly <laughs> are <laughs> there to support yes. us and um obviously uh anyone family member whoever is your support system it's incredible to have those people that see it so there's a couple of things you mentioned um one of them was you know that pivot that moment where you completely pivoted into the entrepreneurial space and how that you know you saw the possibilities Um, and then the pitching part, because I feel like this is something we don't talk enough about. And I, I think that it's such an important part of building our business and building the, the confidence, right. Of going all in into whatever we're building, because the, the selling, the pitching, the, like putting ourselves in front of potential customers and clients, sometimes can feel a little intimidating. And I love that you touched on that because um, you were one of our winners for the Mujer on Shark Tank. And that yes. was one of the biggest things that for me, when we created that project was the pitching portion of like, how do we give more opportunities for women to, you know, be able to pitch. So uh, going back to your story, what is something that you feel would be, you know, the steps on really going all into our, our goals and our, and our businesses, our dreams. Uh, I know that you have three special tips that you want to share with us on how we really build that dream business or dream um, idea that we have. Um, what would you say would be those three steps? And we can start with number one first. Well, number one would be fake it till you make it. So that's definitely where I was, right? So I I had a pitch. So, you know, I was lucky enough to surround myself with some ladies that were working for themselves in similar industry. Um, and, you know, one of them sat me down and was like, is this what you want to do? And I said, yes. And she's like, you have this date to figure it out. And I was like, what? Like, you know, like whatever. And then I'm like, well, I, they're never going to accept, you know, like whatever. And then one of the things that, and she was saying was like, well, what's the worst that they could say? 
And I was like, well, they could say no. And she's like, okay. Right? And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess, you know. She's like, but what's a possibility that they say yes? So I'm like, okay. One thing about me is that I, if I commit to something, I'm going to see it through even if I hate it. Um, because I just don't ever want to feel like I quit something. That's just probably like my toxic trait. I'm going to go all the way just because. And so, um, I did it and, um, I was not feeling confident. I, I did not believe 100% confident. I probably was sitting in there when imposter syndrome. I had never ran a business before and I was like, okay, I'm just going to let it out and speak what I really feel and see how it goes. It's okay if they say no, right? I, my step, my goal was to get the pitch out, not necessarily have the pitch accepted at that point because my mind had it convinced itself <laughs> that I was possible. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to get the pitch out. And if I get the pitch out, I won today. I won. I'm winning. And that's what happened. I went in. And when they said yes, I swear to you that I had to compose myself from not like literally like freaking out and, and blurting out, oh my God, I never thought you guys would accept it. Wow. I love that. There's, there's um this idea of like saying fake it till you'll make it is kind of negative, but I like to think about it as like, you're almost cultivating that attitude of, you know, it's going to come true. I just have to show up. And I love that you said, you know, my goal for this specific pitch was just to get it out. And that for me mm. was already, you know, a win. And I think sometimes that's how we have to go about it. And like, that's the mindset, right? Uh, whether you're already, you know, leveling up in your current business or you're starting, what is something that right now you can fake it till you make it, right? You can just kind mm -hmm. of show up and um really do that so I'm asking our audience like this is a moment for mm -hmm. you to think about that because that is such a good uh perspective of like what is something that you can do right now that maybe is not the end goal right but as long as you already took that step you're winning I love it Melissa okay what is the second one Amiga, you're invited to my free masterclass, The Five Key Steps to Build Your Dream Life. In this masterclass, you will learn how to use self-awareness tools to make better decisions in life and business, gain clarity in order to define your goals, master confidence to start believing in yourself, how to take consistent action in order to achieve what you want, and how to build an impactful community of like-minded people who cheer for you, inspire you, and most importantly, support you. Getting out of your own way is so hard, amiga. I know you might have a lot of goals, many ideas, but you don't know where to start you have everything within you. So join us on Thursday, May 18th at 5.30 p.m. PST or 7.30 p.m. Central Time so that you can get the tools you need to make that dream life a reality. You sign up for our free masterclass, you will be the first to get access to sign up for the next round of my signature group coaching program, Mujeron University. Use the link below to register. You don't want to miss this. See you soon, amiga. 
the second one is to start to trust yourself mm -hmm. and and trust yourself and what you want to do because sometimes you know you can have an idea or a perspective on something and you're just afraid to talk you know to let it on somebody think it's silly or it doesn't make sense or it's not going to work and a lot of times people there may be people who are like oh you know I got a, a million things like oh you're going into business for yourself like how are you going to do that like you know uh, I got a lot of like well how are you going to do your taxes I mean it was just like real random things and um of course I had no no um shortage of already self-doubt that I had, um, you know, things that I can bring up on a million things that could go wrong. But I just started to feel like, you know what, if this feels good in my gut, then I'm going to go for it. So, you know, just started feeling. And then as you go by, you know, entrepreneurship for a lot of us, especially um, in the Latino community, we don't have a model of a person that's running a business. And even if we have a model, some of our parents or some of the people that we know, our loved ones that are running businesses, aren't running businesses to the levels that maybe they should because they didn't have the guidance. So we're pretty much learning from zero. Um, so trust yourself. Make good decisions um, from your gut. And sometimes those things are going to make you win. One of the people that I love to watch like on TikTok um, she's not a Latina, but she is a new fellow New Yorker. I don't know if you know her from like the Real Housewives of New York, Bethany Frankel. Like when she got on the Housewives, like she always talks about her contracts and stuff. And that's super important because she's like, I had no money when they hired me. I wasn't interesting. She was on a house called Housewives and she wasn't married and she didn't have any kids. Um, and she didn't really have anything um but what she went where her gut was that she looked over her contract and crossed out the fact that they would own anything that she would create after the show um and then now that is an actual clause that the real housewives and a lot of people in reality use so make sure that their new you know signups don't do so they could get a percentage because she's she's Beyond a millionaire has sold businesses and she was in her forties and had never really ran a business, but her gut told her to do something or to not do something. And she's just like, you know, she's living the dream right now just because of her gut instinct. And I think that we should do that more. Yes. I think that's one of the biggest forms of just self-trust and building self-trust is when you follow your gut feeling because I truly believe there's no way that you are going to kind of lead yourself to the incorrect path when following your gut feeling um mm -hmm. I feel like most of the time we know right even when we know we shouldn't be doing something and we go ahead and do it initially like we knew this and maybe in relationships this is like one of the biggest things <laughs> but mm -hmm. in so many times in business I have felt that you know relationships with like people who I feel don't have maybe the best intentions or um, you know the deals anything I feel will really help you when you're going after that gut feeling so absolutely I, I think self-trust is one of the biggest things for you to succeed and go after that goal. What is the third thing for you? The third thing would be to invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes that gets taken, you know, 
back and I have that a lot of what I do like on affordable legal when I'm helping people start their um, businesses with their LLCs or different things like that that I get a lot of like why should I hire you to do this can I do this myself or do I really need that even when I do wills and trusts I mean even when people are calling me about wills and trusts I've gotten some kind of attitudes like they want me to convince them why they need something. And I'm like, well, wait, you're calling me. But um, the thing is, is that I think that we have kind of like this idea of the value of something. And especially when you're an entrepreneur, time is money. And that's why I tell people like time is money. So you obviously when you start and a lot of us have started from zero, like I didn't have like money in the bank sitting there, you know, it's for me to start my business. I really had to invest before I made any money. And, you know, now I'm in a space where I'm reinvesting to scale up. Um, but sometimes there's things that are going to take you too long or going to hold you back or things that you need to develop, like even, you know, investing in coaching like I did um, last year. So I had invested in content. And I invested in um in coaching because I needed to get to the next level. And yeah, some people can look at it like, uh, oh, you're spending unnecessary money. But I'm like, look, no, I've gotten to a place where I want to get somewhere else. And if I don't work on these things or invest in these things, I'm not going to get there at the time that I want to get there. Or I may not get there at all. So just thinking about investing yourself and, and understanding that sometimes you need to invest in your growth or just invest in certain things in your business so that you can scale up and make more money um, or just get to the place where you want to go next. And sometimes you need help. Something, you can't DIY every single thing um, and you can't you know, put things to the wayside all the time. So if your goal is to grow, um, that requires investing, you know? Yes. Yes. To all of it. I, you know, that saying, like you got to spend money to make money. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think that a lot of times we're so scared, right? It's the fear of, mm -hmm. oh my God, if I invest this much amount of money, on something that might not be so tangible, like coaching, right? It's it's tangible once you like go through it. But I mm -hmm. feel like in the moment, it's obviously like a service that you'll get from someone. And I've invested in coaching myself. Um, you and I worked together recently. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, those are the investments that again, trusting your intuition, if this one investment feels right, and two, if it's really something that you see yourself going through with it as well, I feel like um, what I was trying to get at is that we're afraid to sometimes invest money in ourselves, in our business, because we want to be ready and we want to wait until we have that money in our bank account or we, you know, are making a certain amount of money. But what if? that investment is what's going to take you to earn that next level of income that you are seeking. And I felt like until I understood that, I wasn't really allowing myself to go all in on investments that have completely shift my business. Like the type of growth that I had from 2021 to 2022 is a lot. And I feel like it wouldn't have been possible for if it wasn't for those investments. And 
I love that you touch on that because I can see the change in your businesses since you have, you know, invested in yourself, in your business. And you've been doing this for a while, right? Like investing in your business in different ways. What do you feel has been like the biggest shift from investing in yourself? Well, just allowing myself, I think that the investment in yourself or taking that leap to invest in yourself comes with the prior tip, which was trusting yourself, feeling like you're ready, having a goal. And how do I reach it that way? You know, and does it make sense? Like, does it make sense for me to do DIY this um, and take 15 months to do it? Or, you know, I dedicated. So what I did personally was... I, I committed to a lot of things at the beginning of the year because I wanted an outcome this year. So I'm like, you know what? And this year, these are a couple of things that I want to do. I set a goal for myself. I wanted to scale up my business. I wanted to work on everything that was holding me back from starting a new business. And I wanted to get healthy. Um, you know, I'm going to believe it or not, I'm going to be 40 this year. So I wanted to feel like, okay, I've gotten to a certain place. So I committed to business coaching, um, being part of Mujeron. I committed to a trainer. I committed to content strategy. Um, and I'm now like at the end of that, it was three months. So three months for everything. And yeah, there was times where I felt overwhelmed, but my gut told me you can do this. This is what you need. And I am a totally different person than I was three months ago. Um, and I feel more confident and I feel like because these steps and these investments have shown to to be worth it that now I can trust myself to make further or bigger decisions or different decisions going down the line um and a little bit of that imposter syndrome has subsided and now I'm like you know what I I I am good at these decisions I'm making good decisions um or okay with something if I, if it doesn't work out as well, knowing that you can still go and just just learning what you can accomplish, um, and what what a little bit of investment in yourself can you could get in return. Yes, and I I love that you said this. You wanted a huge like outcome this year, like you in your heart knew this is the year that I want to level up my health my business and launch a new business. So I think that this is a perfect example of massive action. And I think I want to just celebrate you right now, Melissa, because not a lot of people are willing to make and bring massive change into their life the way that you did it in such a short amount of time. Because I feel like there's so much fear, right? In, in, okay, all of this change, first of all, I don't think a lot of people like change. Um, I don't. <laughs> that, I, right? I don't either. I feel like sometimes we're in a very good, comfortable spot. And uh, I just, I wanted to point that out because whoever is listening right now and you're feeling this resonating with you because you're in a place where you know you want massive change you want a massive outcome just like melissa did it requires you to take massive action and um like she said you know there's going to be times where you feel overwhelmed but the other side is going to be so much better and it's going to be so worth the 
the time, the money, the the effort that you put into that next level of your life. Melissa, I wanted to ask, um, we are getting ready to launch our next cohort for Mujeron University, and you were a part of it. So I mm-hmm. want you to just share with us if you could just tell someone that was thinking about, you know, investing in, in a program like this in self-development and just working a little bit more on getting to know themselves, being surrounded by like-minded people who are, you know, doing things and going after their goals. And they just want this supportive community, this sisterhood where they can come and share, you know, what they're going through their goals and feel supported. What could you tell them? Well, I could say that if you're in that space, it's definitely a good idea to to invest in something like coaching. So for me, what the tip I would say, I went in with an open heart and I'm like, I want to see what this is about. And I feel like, you know, I felt right when we had our discovery call. I'm like, she's the one she's she's the one. And I really felt, you know, like I was willing to grow and I know I needed help to do that. And I needed to be in a space where other people were growing and, you know, having a weekly call and having things that we needed to work on and some sometimes weren't the most comfortable, um, really just got me out to thinking about why I did things and, you know, why I needed to address those things. And, um, it really just put me in a space to be creative. Another thing that I think is that it just doesn't end there. You know, the community brings a lot to you as well. Like you bond with the people that you're doing coaching with, you bond with your coach, um, So you just become a part of something where you understand that it's not just you and you start to hear, you know, okay, uh, this is okay. I'm not a weirdo. I'm not like the only one doubting myself. You know what I mean? And you start to feel good about yourself. And then I feel like, and I think I've said this to you, it's like, I'm a totally different person from when I was before. I really, I think coaching really provided me um the space so like I was in business coaching I had a business coach so then I guess I'm really a business a business person I'm really an entrepreneur I'm really a business owner so it really made me feel like that um and it made me feel worthy like hey you know you deserve this and um and you're gonna get a lot out of this so it just really made put me in a space where I feel like you know what I got this I'm here I'm not alone Um, and I have support and it definitely allowed me, you know, to see things from the other side. I had no idea how I was going to do, um, a focus group or lunch, anything. And, you know, I was able to accomplish that midway through Mujeron. So this, on this other side, I just have this, um, sense of self and accomplishment, um, that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Yes. And you brought up such a good point of like the mindset shift of someone that has a coach, right? A business coach, a life coach. For me, that was so big. And there's very key things that when we invest in our business or in ourselves, that mindset shift, you know, comes with it. Like how does a a woman, a mujeron that invests in herself now show up? right? Like those are certain mindset shifts that happen when we do this. So I'm so happy that you share that because absolutely that's one of the biggest things. All right, Melissa, before we end our conversation, 
I want you to now think about uh, Melissa, uh, maybe young Melissa or Melissa who was, you know, barely starting her business. What would you tell her now? Oh, God. Um, I remember I went to paralegal school while I was working full time. I had a great, great um, attorney and um, he let me go to school. Sometimes I went at night. Sometimes I went during the day. Like I would leave work, go to class and come back. Um, and I was just trying to be the best paralegal there that I could be. And I never imagined being able to do this for myself. And <clears throat> I had a kid really young. Um, so I had put those dreams like, well, I'm not going to be a lawyer. I'm not going to be a judge or whatever the case may be. It's like, where, where was it? So I, I focused on being the best paralegal I could be. If I could tell that girl, like, you got this, like, you're going to be beyond that. Like being, you know, being a support is always great, but I always felt like I needed to be a little bit more. And it's like, girl, you got this. You're capable. You know, I look back, I wish I could have told myself to start sooner um, and invest in myself sooner. Uh, but, um, you know, I would say that I'm proud of her because she's what who got me here. Um, and she's a part of me. And she keeps me humble, but she keeps me hungry. So I keep moving forward. But, um, you know, I would tell her it's going to be okay. And you're going to do way bigger things than you imagine for yourself. Yes, she is definitely so proud of this Melissa that is just killing it. Thank you so much for sharing. I don't want us to go without you telling us a little bit more about Conexiones Latina. Uh, for all of you that are tuning in that have a business or, you know, are doing any type of work where you're looking to connect with other uh, entrepreneurs, uh, potential clients, you want to put yourself and your business out there, Conexiones Latina is a great opportunity. Melissa is the founder, of course. So please tell us a little bit more uh, about what it is and also how we can join. Well, Conexiones Latina is a um, platform and it's a future app that is going to highlight Latinos and business service providers and professionals. So I created uh, Conexiones Latina because I found it not as easy as it should be for us to interact with each other, find each other, um, and also like be a client, you know, and, and um, support each other as far as supporting small businesses. Um, so right now we are in beta um, and are we are looking to do subscription based, but we are going to open our um our listings up to 500 listings for free so we're going to get people listed um so that they can you know connect with other business owners or just have people find them in general the goal is for this to be a nationwide um app and platform so that we can connect with people all over the country um and support latinos like other um even um other cultures do other people of color you know even in the caucasian community that everybody you know keeps the dollar within themselves we want to do that 
for ourselves as well. Um, so I created that platform so that, you know, you can start from somewhere. So if you don't have a website or if you don't have money to invest into marketing, you can list us there um, and, you know, we can grow with you. Yes. And I will make sure to link all the show notes. If you don't know what beta means, I'm just going to say it means get on it right now because <laughs> it means that, you know, you'll have, you'll be like the first uh, 500 people to be a part of this. This is just getting started. And I already see this being like just a national platform helping Latino uh, businesses get in front of their ideal clients, connect with other people who are looking for growth. Um, and I'm so excited for you, Manisa. I just want to say how proud I am of you, you for showing up and just creating such an intentional space. Your focus group was, you know, a lot of something that I heard, I, I didn't get to experience myself, but I saw the comments, the conversations that, you know, some people had in that space. And it's not easy, right, to find a community where you feel safe, where you feel like you're understood. So I want to congratulate you for building that. I cannot wait to see where all of that goes. So thank you so much, Melissa. If you guys are interested in learning more, make sure you hit the link on the show notes. Anything else you want to add? Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And if you're interested, if you guys are interested in um, Conexiones Latina, it's conexioneslatina.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram, Conexiones Latina. And we're just would love to have you. And it makes sense. Hop on it while you have the chance. Um, I, we've had a great focus group. We have people already doing business with each other as yes. meeting and conexiones. So we're really doing our best to connect you guys and bring you the best conexiones possible. And thank you so much, Sonia, for everything, for having me on my first podcast episode. Yes, you did amazing. Thank you so much for thank sharing you. story. Mujerones, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you connect and follow Melissa. Hasta la próxima. Mujeron, thank you so much for tuning in to another episodio of the Mujeron podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, share, leave a review so you can help us get to so many more Mujerones. Don't forget, you can also watch our show on our YouTube channel where you can let us know in the comments if you like this episode or what other topics you would like us to talk about in the future. Keep shining, keep working towards becoming the Mujeron of your dreams.